I'm here at the second Colchester Soup event, which hopefully is going to be just as fantastic as the first. Just to remind you, Colchester Soup is an idea where they gather together some representatives of local charities and organisations doing great things in the local area, allow them to pitch, and if you're willing to pay £5 suggested donation, you can then choose to vote on which charity organization you think is the most deserving and so at the end all the votes are totted up and whichever one gets the most votes gets the money that we have raised tonight and as the name suggests there is a selection of teas coffees and homemade soups as well Uh, the first event i attended was really fantastic it was a great way to raise the profile of some local charities and it was also a great networking session as well really inspiring to meet local organizations local organizers and campaigners doing fantastic things and really share experiences and share stories and find out what's happening on your doorstep and you never know you might get inspired to donate some of your time as well to some of these organizations thank you all for coming again and um, we've got three great people presenting to us tonight they're all going to take their turn and they're going to stand here for five minutes and talk about what they do they will be on a timer and they will hear yes should they decide to go over after that they're going to get questions and answers <coughs> And you get to choose which of those three goes home with the money part. Donations all go to the charities. We don't take any costs out at all. We just say, okay, we just have fun doing this, so we'll, you know, we'll buy it. There you go. Um, but mainly the charities are here, or causes, not all charities. I should correct myself. They're here to make sure that we in Colchester are aware of what's on our own doorstep. Some of them have got some really great ideas and I really hope you'll back them. They're all going to get a good hearing from you anyway. So first up, it is over to Essex Feminist Collective or Essex Fem Collective. And this is Elisa, who has... How many minutes do you want, Elisa? Well, I can probably do it in about 30 seconds because I'm not the person that was going to present to you. Um, we are, what it says on the tin, we are um, a group of feminists, we are a women-only group, started in Colchester just over a year ago. It started off really as an idea that we wanted to have a space where women were able to meet, talk about uh, women's issues in a space that was safe, in a space that was interesting, where we would have different speakers come in and talk to us, because we, there didn't seem to be anything um, in Colchester that was meeting that need. So that was in November of, of last year. So we started, we met, literally was just a group of about um, 10 of us and we tried to think about you know, where we wanted to go with it, what we wanted to do, who wanted to come and speak to us and since then it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. So we have people come and speak to us, we meet the first Wednesday of every month at the moment we meet at the YMCA. We have had speakers from 50-50 Parliament, um, Let Toys Be Toys. We have had um, all sorts of political events. One of the biggest things that we, that we did last year, and again we did this year, was a celebration of International Women's Day. You may have seen me dress as a suffragette in the paper this week. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> so we need women to come and vote. Because you know, what we want to do is encourage women to come and get involved in things um, politically, because all of the decisions that we make are political decisions. Um, so, you know, to get women engaged in things 
that are, are thought-provoking, that are challenging, that invo involve campaigning. Um, and that's kind of where we're at now. Now, the interesting thing and the reason that we're here, one, because we wanted to tell people about us, is that we found that there's been quite a lot of interest in what we do. And we've been approached by lots of, of different places. St um, Albans, which is a, a mental health unit, by Culture Institute, by schools, by colleges, to come and talk to their, their students, their patients also, about equality, because it's something that seemed to go off the agenda. It all got a little bit crazy in terms of the representation of, of women, which we know is bad for women, but also really bad for men as well. So the reason that we're here and what the, the, the kind of projects that we're working towards at the moment are about going in and actually doing some work with, with young people around equality. So it might be around one of the things that we're going to be doing soon with St Albans is about, about voting, why it's important to engage young people um, in voting. But there isn't a, a lack of representation of women in, in local government, in, well certainly in MPs, you, you know, the, the current government is, is very male and we think it's important to try to redress that balance and to tell young women that they can be um, involved in any capacity, at any level and that they have the confidence to do that. So basically we're here because we need um, resources. At the moment our funding comes from uh, the donations that people give us at every meeting and people are, uh, you know, are very kind but things like printing and um, publications, they all, they all cost money. Um, and we get, so for International Women's Day, we had some donations from some trade unions. But other than that, we're pretty much doing it on a wing and a prayer at the moment. Thank you all for, uh, for hearing me. I'm sorry I didn't have something prepared, but I will tap dance anyway. <laughs> and next up we have Sandy from Castlegate Day Centre come down to talk to us about what they do and what they'd like to achieve. Thanks, Sandy. Hi, well, I represent Castlegate Day Care Centre, which is in George Street in Colchester. This is a centre that was set up in 1994 by a group of parents who were terribly worried about what their young people, who had a variety of difficulties, were going to do when they came out of mainstream education. So they got together, they raised money, and they bought the Odd Fellows Hall. They changed the name to the Castlegate Centre for some strange reason, which I don't understand, because if they'd known who they were going to employ, I'm sure they'd have kept it as the Odd Fellows. <laughs> but it became the Castlegate Centre, and this was a safe place where young people from the ages of 18 to 40 could go and spend the day. The only problem was they reached 40, and then what did they do? So they opened up the Over 40s Club on a Wednesday morning. And then in the afternoon, they thought, well, what can we do with the afternoon? So they opened up a music group where they do singing and play instruments and things like that. So the guys that come to us, they do huge things. They do painting, they do needlework, they do woodwork, they do pottery, they do, they do, they, they do um, papier-mâché. They do so many activities that are really therapeutic and from which they gain skills that you and I take for granted, but which for them are very important dexterity skills, patience, how to communicate. I could just list them, list them all. And everything that is raised, all the money that is raised by Castgate goes to the people who come to us. It's the guys who are important. 
We are a very small charity, but we have ripples that really do go out a long way. We have volunteers from different sections of society. We have a policeman, we have a teacher, we have a retired undertaker, and I could go on. These wonderful people that come in and assist and work with them. But more importantly, we have we give work experience to sixth formers and we get these wonderful young people who come tentatively come in through the door and it's the most amazing experience to see them come in so nervous and scared about what they're going to face and how they're going to communicate with these different people. And by the time they leave, they are transformed and their attitude towards people who have learning difficulties, physical dis difficulties, and real health problems has completely changed. And they realize that actually, these people that are so different are actually not different at all. They are just people. And I think that is the most amazing thing that Castlegate can do, apart from the help that we give to the young people who come to us. And at the moment, we have a very old and ancient kiln, because I do the pottery with the, with the guys so we are, at the moment, our project is to try and raise enough money to buy a new kiln. Everything that comes into the centre, as I said before, everything that comes into the centre is for the guys who come to the centre. Thank you very much. Last up, we have something I do know a little bit about. Mike's going to talk to us about Essex Raynet. Some of you might find him a little bit familiar. Welcome, Mike. <coughs> everyone. Uh, my name's Mike. Back in 1953 we saw probably our worst disaster in this area. Huge floodings caused major disruption to this area. One of the problems we had at that time uh, in identified <coughs> after the event was the lack of communication. Not knowing the event was coming, not knowing these storms were about to hit. As a result of that Essex Rainet or Rainet was set up as an organisation and it's based around members uh, who are licensed radio amateurs or radio hams as uh, quite often they're known. Uh, as radio hams we've all passed um, a level of competency in operating a radio equipment so we all know how to operate one, we all know what to do with it and that gives us certain privileges uh, bestowed on us by the government uh, to pass messages on behalf of other people. That's something that not many uh, other licenses in the radio spectrum actually allow um, people to do. So really what do we do with this skill that we have? Well what we do is we use that in the community to help people you probably are aware a number of uh, fun runs that go on uh, around the county, people are organising uh, charity events to raise money, but they all require an awful lot of organisation uh, and part of that is knowing what's going on. So as Radio Amateurs we're using our skill just to pass messages on their behalf uh, so that the events run safely and should ever anything happen we can get a message across and get assistance uh, should that be required. 
So that's not really the only thing that we do. Um, we we have to do an awful lot of training. We keep our skills up to date. Um, we do a lot of testing. Uh, even today, uh, we're out testing uh, our communication abilities. We had someone down uh, at the Essex Fire and uh, Rescue Centre in Kelvedon, just down the road from here, and we're just testing to see how well we can communicate across the whole of the county, because this could be really important to us. So, um, by using these skills, uh, we can really help out. And it's an important skill, I think, as well, because back when I first started, many, many years ago, as a, a kind of geek, if you like, uh, in radio, there was no internet, there was no mobile phones. So you might think that nowadays, uh, with the advent of these wonderful technologies, we don't need uh, Essex Rainet anymore. But I think actually we probably do. I think we're very reliant on these uh, technologies. Uh, and if there was a disaster to happen, uh, and to a degree they do still happen, there are problems uh, that go on that probably don't uh, reach mass media attention. Um, but we are there to provide that sort of important link uh, should uh, uh, the communication in the mobile networks either go down because of some malicious event or uh, widespread flooding or possibly uh, a lack of power or something like that. For that reason, actually, um, down the road in Tendering, not very far away, uh, they have really taken on the importance of Essex Raynet uh, and we get invited now to their emergency planning meetings on a quarterly basis because that's how much they know the importance of uh, radio communication should happen anything happen in the county they know how important it is to be able to summons help or pass messages uh, around what we really want to do is we want to expand on that um, network and what we want to do is put an aerial up at the Colchester Western Homes uh, Stadium but that's going to cost nearly two grand for us to do that and that's well beyond our budget. So what we'd really like to do is to uh, use that money to help um, fund those ongoing projects. So that, hopefully, thank you, is the end of my talk. Sorry for waffling on too much. Have you had a ride in a police car with blues on in the last six months? I did have a ride in a, um, in a police car with blues on in the last six months. We had unfortunately an incident uh, where uh, someone had um, used a radio, probably illegally, to report um, that there was an accident on the uh, army ranges not far from here. We have to take these things incredibly seriously. And if someone uses a radio, whether illegally or not, we can't tell, and says someone needs uh, assistance, we have to phone the police and report that. And in the end, we worked with the army, with the police and the ambulance service, to provide the reassurance that was legitimately covered in case it was genuinely needed. It turns out that it probably was a hoax, or we never found the person, but we had to, <laughs> we, we had to treat it seriously, like and that meant flying around in the back of a police car at a very high speed. Thank you, Mike. Three very good contenders tonight, but the winners of 
£191.52. Castle Gate Day Centre. Pence came from. On a kiln. There's your money. Put that somewhere for us, please. Yes. It's a very nice certificate for the winner. Oh, thank you. South End Soup, come and pick a number for me, please. We have ruffle tickets. It's Sherry, by the way. It's South sorry, Zoo. Sherry. It, it also has an A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a T-shirt, so I am selling soon. Oh, oh dear, I've got a couple there. Yeah. Two four nine. Two four nine. Anyone? You've just won thirteen pounds. Well done. Oh. Who's got two four nine? It's Mike's. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> uh, Essex Rainer, you've just won thirteen pounds. <laughs> Go forth and build your aerial. <laughs> um, Next note up, we have the next event is at the Holy Trinity Church, thank you, on the 8th of May. Thank you all again thank for a great you. evening. Brilliant. Thank Chat. you. So that's the end of another fantastically delicious event from Colchester Soup, and I will certainly be attending the next one. And I was curious to find out what it was that they actually needed help with. Because I've been involved with quite a few charities um, over the years, I really wanted to find out how I could help and what they needed most. Because I was very concerned that with a small group of people organising this event and not charging for their own services... I didn't want them to become burnt out and for this great idea to dissipate and for the enthusiasm and for the energy to go. So after having a conversation with the organisers, it turns out the thing that gives them the most stress and the most headaches is actually trying to find people to come and do the pitches. They said that the people who often apply to get funding for charities and campaigning organisations are far more used to writing letters and filling out application forms than standing in front of a group of people asking for money or to pitch their idea. So if you're interested in raising money or raising the profile of your charity or your campaigning organization and your local to Colchester Essex then please do get in touch with either myself or Colchester Soup and those details will be in the description for this audio piece. There's no need to be afraid they're a great bunch of people it's a really fun event you get some fantastic food and you get to network with other people similarly trying to do good things in your local area so don't be afraid please do come along support Colchester Soup and also try and get some support for whatever it is you're trying to do. Thank you very much. My name's Adam Roxby. I look forward to talking to you all again really soon and I hope to see you at the next Colchester Soup event.